Hello and welcome to the final Hooligan Report for the 2014-15 season. Uh, I'm your host, as always, SM, and with me today I have Cruyff. Hello. And I have Boyan. Hi, guys. Welcome, boys. It's um, season's finally wrapped up. We had the Champions League final on the weekend, so um, I'll get each of your thoughts uh, just briefly on, on how you've seen the season as a whole, and we'll talk about more detail after that. Uh, I think the highlight of the season was uh, the FA Cup final. It was the best game of the entire season for everyone, I think, and uh, it was a great time to lift the trophy. And I have one question. What is better than lifting the FA Cup once? What? Lifting it twice in a row. <laughs> Yeah, beating a beating a minnow four nil was uh, was certainly an exciting match, wasn't it? Well, it it was a very convincing performance from the start. Cazorla, Ozil, Alexis all played very well. Giroud, na 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 na. Hey Giroud. I'll stop carrying on like a hooligan. Yeah. Um, season overall, I think from an Arsenal perspective, we started poorly for the first half, but. We sort of woke up in, in January and then expelled from there. But I think there's still a few deficiencies in the squad that need to be worked on, such as maybe a goalkeeper. Coquelin being the DM is good, but I think we need more backup there. Maybe another centre forward. The Premier League as a whole, there could have been five or six teams, I think, that could have been relegated. Chelsea, firing out, deserved winners, in my opinion. And I don't think there's... I don't have that much more to add. Bayan? Uh, well, from... For United, coming into this season, it was just all about getting into Champions League, um, however way possible. So it, it's a pass uh, for this season, for Van Hal, but um, the bar will be set considerably higher for next season, considering that we're going to spend a lot of money as well um, on the uh, first team. In terms of the... Well, the title race was a bit of a kind of damp script in the end because Chelsea got a decent lead, and no one could really... Well, well, I mean, to, to their credit, they didn't slip up too many times, a few draws here and there, but no one could put, outside of Arsenal, right at the end of the season, could put together a kind of 10-game run of just winning games to put pressure on on them, really. Um, I've got to say, it was amusing seeing Manchester City trying to trying their best to come third in a two-horse race. <laughs> I know. Uh, that was that was amusing. Um, in terms of the relegation race, Royce's right. I mean, there was a, there are a lot of. Well, I think the Premier League standard as a whole isn't actually that high, and there's a lot of teams in the bottom half of the league who, if things went slightly differently, could have found themselves in that bottom three. I mean, Leicester really pulled out of their ass this year. Sunderland pulled it really out of their ass last year and the same again this year. Newcastle were almost there. Hull's, uh, Hull dropped a lot of points early. and I, I remember yeah. you commenting on that a fair bit, um, SM, about how frustrated you were and everyone was saying, oh, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, at the start of the year, just too many kind of draws when you were dominating or I lost. think Hull, Hull as well, sorry to cut you off, Hull as well did have many unlucky circumstances facing them in terms of offside goals that should have been counted or ridiculous own goals going in against them and whatnot. But, yeah. I mean, that's football, really. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I think, I think I've think i said a couple of times, I mean, it, it felt really frustrating throughout the season because the standard that we could play at was far and away better than what a lot of the sides were producing, such as Sunderland and, and Villa at the time and that QPR. sort of thing. QPR. Well, I mean, QPR did go down. But, I mean, thank, if, God they're, uh, thank God they're gone. 
I mean, of, of the sides that stayed <laughs> up, it, for, for large stretches of the season, I felt like we, we were playing better than them, uh, and Leicester as well, but um, they were able to string, get those runs of wins together that really gave them a bit of momentum, especially Leicester uh, and, and Sunderland right at the end. In terms of a Leicester perspective, I think it would be very interesting if what they did was a fluke or if they can actually maintain well, um, I, that next season because for a lot of this season, they were not very good at all. I posed that question to Jats and the danger for Leicester now is do they retain the bulk of their squad and kind of go again with the same squad because well, the, upgrade, argument, yeah. the argument would be, well, they got, what was it, six or seven wins in a row. Yeah, so but, that squad's capable. But as you're saying... The circumstances they did it was yeah. very... Yeah, exactly. I mean, That's momentum's the an important momentum's an important thing and underrated. But I mean, and all credit to them for doing it. But I mean, they left it bloody late, and for large portions, they were terrible. I mean, to their credit, they've already signed Christian uh, Fuchs or Fuchs. Fuchs. I don't. I, I, be careful with that pronunciation. Um, Fuchs. Fuchs, yeah. And I think German. I think they're yeah. turning they're turning Huth into a um, permanent signing, which which are two really good signings for them, I think, because um, yeah. I do think they needed to bolster their defence. And then I think the other area they need to address is their midfield, because I think their strikers weren't necessarily the issue, even when they weren't scoring. Uh, it's just that they weren't creating enough from their midfield. Well, yeah, you see, Ujoa can get on the end of a chance and, and knock it in. I don't think, yeah. This, their uh, forwards are a problem at all, and they've got you know they've got Vardy and Nugent and Kramerich as well, so they've, they're they're kind of well stocked up top. Do they have much as well, or is that someone else I'm thinking? Uh, much was at Pal- uh, at QPR, sorry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I think they should probably look at. I mean, sorry to bring this up, SM, but look, look at what Hull yeah. did in the off season, which was kind of bring in these well, kind of big names that didn't necessarily fit in, like um, Abel Hernandez, and who was the guy that you sent back to France? Oh, uh, Ben Arthur. Yeah, so maybe bring in guys who aren't quite the star names, but just complement the, the squad the a bit more. Not too much turnover, just say, just say that um, a, a decent um, central midfielder, the defence, they can probably survive on the, on the defence, they might be able to pick up a new fullback, but if they've got... I'm not sure if he'd move there, but she's talking about the strikers. That's they if they got the opportunity, and there'll be lots of competition. But to say just try and get Charlie Austin, just bid 15 million or something, just try and blow everyone out out of the water, and just get a star striker in there. Yeah. Then I think they'll be able to consolidate next season. I don't think Austin would be interested in Leicester, to be honest. He might not be, but I, I think, mean you have you have to I, try. I'd I, rather I, than do that than than go and get. Um, like a Hernandez time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the worst is the worst is that Austin will say no, but yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. you've got to try. Yeah, I think Austin, maybe Southampton, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, that's where I'd say him. But I can see he's he's a decent player, and if he's scoring goals at QPR, you think he can only do better at a better club. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Southampton or someone in that range sort of thing, he should be, maybe even Spurs, as much as that pains me to say. But, um, I mean... They, yeah, because yeah, they don't really have a decent backup. I mean, when you're looking Sol- at... So- Soldado. Soldado and Adebayor as your backup. I mean, if Kane if Kane sort of has second second season syndrome or, or, or whatever... Or goes down he, injured or whatever. Yeah, he struggles to back up or, yeah, he gets injured or something. They don't they don't have a lot to uh, to draw on, really. And their bloody jammy 1-0 wins yeah. that they got from September to December with Ericsson scoring 89th minute in about six games. I mean, Spurs are a very another lucky side. And that's oh, it. And, and, and I mean, 
<laughs> just what? touching touching back on Hull a little bit. I mean, as you say, I mean throughout the season you have your poor luck, and people say, oh, you know, it goes, you know, swings and roundabouts. You know, it'll come around, and you'll get your own luck, and th- that sort Hull, of thing. Hull didn't get it. But you know, yeah, you're kind of waiting every week for it, and it doesn't really come. And I mean, we're looking. I mean, they they did their goal of the season competition recently, and um, two of the goals came from the same game against Newcastle, where we went two 0 up thanks to some you know fantastic goals from Jelovic and Diami. Uh, and we actually ended up drawing that game to all because Cissé came on and got a double. Uh, and it's those sorts of games. And we had we had a one-all draw with Stoke where they scored in the 87th minute or something. We conceded in the 88th minute to Arsenal. We conceded Spurs. in the 90th minute to Man City. We conceded late to Spurs. All those goals, all those last-minute goals, they, that, that's relegation right there because, you know, yeah. two yeah. points dropped against Arsenal and City, one point to, to Spurs. Give, Sorry? Yeah, give yourself two extra points, you're staying up. Yeah, well, exactly. And... And so it is. It does hurt a lot because uh, you look at some of the sides that did stay up, and um, yes, they had. You know, Newcastle basically had that six or seven winning run early in the season or middle of the season, and that basically was that under Pardew. Uh, yeah, it was. And yeah. I think that was. I think they beat Chelsea in in amongst that, and they beat Spurs, and those those results kept them up really. Um, yeah. But it, it's frustrating because yes, they were necess- they they beat better teams perhaps, and uh, they had a better running a winning run. But perhaps we were consi- like over the entire season, our performances were on average better than theirs. Yeah. Um, so I think look, I think it'll be a, a bit like when Norwich went down, where you could say maybe Norwich didn't really deserve to go down because apart from being thrashed by Liverpool twice or Suarez think- twice, they they weren't too bad. They just had a really tough. Didn't run Man at the City end of the pump them like six 0 as well? I think, or is that maybe that yeah. was another season? No, I think but that I- was so actually. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, yeah, I know I, what you mean. Though. I think it's tough when I mean we because even when just as the fixture came out, everyone looked at our fixture and said, "Geez, you know." They've got it as rough as Norwich because just like Norwich, we've ended the season with you know six or seven of the top sides. Yeah. Uh, and you know that at the end of the season, even regardless of who, like when you've played people, you need that momentum of a couple of wins yeah. right at the end, and it's hard to get. So against the biggest sides, yeah. So you know, arguably, maybe Norwich didn't deserve to go down, and we've seen that they've bounced straight back up by retaining most of their squad. Uh, so hopefully. Similar for Hull. I mean, we, we've, we're making all the right noises. We've said, you know, Andy Robertson will put a thirty million price tag on him. Robbie Bradley, wow. fifteen million on him. So, it, but what you've put a thirty million price tag on him, but realistically, what would Hull accept? Well, that's but that's what they're the, saying. At, at, that's what they're saying. Yeah, they wouldn't want to accept anything. If someone comes in and bids, say, twenty million, that's oh, a lot at a championship. Yeah, level look, to... you probably would accept that. Um, I guess I guess when they say, you know, and, and for Robbie Brady, we'd probably accept, you know, eight or nine million or something like yeah. that. But by saying that, we're sort of basically saying, you know, get stuffed. We don't want to, we don't want to lose these players. And, and that's, yeah. that's what we've got to be saying. We have no pressure to sell. Uh, we're not in any financial difficulty. We'll offload mm. Hernandez and Jelovic and Ndoy and probably get, I don't know, 10, 15 million for those three. And you can reinvest. And, and that's it. And then we just reinvest and that's our championship squad. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully, championship winning squad for your sake. Yeah, well, hopefully we've been installed as uh, favourites to win the title, uh, which is a bit already. Of a, yeah, which is a bit of a weird feeling. Um, <laughs> Some silverware <laughs> for a bit of silverware. Yeah, we've never won, we've never won the uh, championship before, so uh, it would be it'd be a maiden championship title. So it'd be a bit interesting, um, but it'll certainly be an interesting summer in terms of who goes and who stays. As long as you still make an appearance in the Premier League thread each week. <laughs> oh, I'll try to. I'll dig my boots into into someone. I'm sure. Yeah. Just go, go, just just dig at Liverpool. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Well, we, we might move on then, uh, and we'll talk about uh, the other huge story that's broken in the last few weeks, uh, which we've, we've probably all got a bit to say about, which is the uh, FIFA corruption scandal, uh, which has sort of captured the attention of everyone on the board, and, and understandably so. Uh, and, and there was news that came out this morning that where FIFA's basically admitted that if they are found guilty of corruption with regards to um, Russia and Qatar, that there may well be a, a re-vote. And, I mean, there's been whispers of that for, you know, years and years now, but could you guys see that actually happening? I bloody no. hope so. Just, yeah, that just came out this morning, actually, about the, the, the re-vote, so, I mean, I don't know if Australia is actually that viable to host it, because people are saying, oh, build this stadium here, build this stadium there, but what are we going to do with them after they're done? Perth, Perth aren't going to fill a 45,000 seat stadium week in, week out. Simple, simple as that. I think I, I mean, think America could get it, to be honest. And, and America would host a... From all accounts I've heard, World Cup 94 was brilliant. Except for the final, which was bloody terrible. But, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, America, maybe even England. So, it's... I, I'd like it's us fine. to get it, but... But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't. I think I think if they were really serious and they wanted to come out and show that uh, they were keen to fight the corruption and all of that, they could very easily strip it from Russia and Qatar and give it to England and America respectively well, because the stadiums are already in place. They could give it to us as well because they said the Asian continent needs a World Cup and they give it to Qatar. Technically, yeah. we're part of Asia. Yeah. It's contradictory to take it off Qatar and not give it to another Asian country. But, I mean, I can't see it happening personally, but it'd be nice, but I think it'll go to England or the States or something. But I guess, I mean, in the sense that it'd be very easy to give it to, say, America in, in you know, with not much warning because of the fact that they already have... They're already, in yeah. Place. yeah. Exactly. Well, just to interject, but they won't take it off Russia. Because politically, that'd be an absolute nightmare. They can take it off Qatar quite easily. But I highly doubt it's going to go to England or America because. Putin may kill them. Oh, no, no, it's too difficult. So you've got the the FBI for America unveiling all this corruption, and their old arch enemies, Russia, have got the next soil trap, right? They're not going to take them off that because it's just far too hard. And then who else has. Who's been the most critical of FIFA over the last 10 years? The English. So they're not going to just give it to, to England, they're not going to give it to two. Western countries, I don't think, two consecutive World Cups. So they, I think they'll, they'll leave Russia as is and then just have a, as people would say, a clean, transparent voting process for the other one. Apparently overnight more stuff has come out about the $10 million to South Africa went to Bladder or something. Yeah, Not... well, it, it sounds like the FBI are closing in on Bladder now. Good. Which is uh, Well, the, the only way FIFA changes is if they get rid of everyone. But then you don't want someone like Platini at the top either. I, I oh, wish I... this is bad. I hope Figo reruns again or something. I think, honestly, they need to get somebody in who'll be ruthless in terms of changing the makeup of FIFA uh, with the fact that, you know, minnow countries have the same amount of power uh, as, you know, an England or a Germany or something, which I just don't necessarily see as, as the right way to go. I understand the principle behind it in terms of equality and fairness and all that sort of thing and not just making the fat cats fatter, but um, when you can have... Too late for that. Yeah, when you can have, you know, your Qatar and, I don't know, United Arab Emirates or whoever banding together and having the same amount of power as, say, England, France and Germany, I just, I don't necessarily see that as the right way to go. Well, apparently the Asian Federation came out and said they're fully supporting Qatar to host the World Cup, but, I mean, obviously they haven't included us in that because Australia obviously doesn't support that, so... Yeah. I mean, who, who knows what will happen, but a huge few months coming up, 
Well, no doubt. The other, yeah, the, I mean, the other interesting aspect is we obviously went against the Asian uh, Federation by not voting for Bladder, uh, and yeah. there has been some talk of any potential repercussions from that. Do you see the Asian Confederation say, uh, taking that as a, an excuse to try and push us back out of Asia? No. I don't think no, no. they have the power to do that. I think that's more a FIFA thing, but we're probably not too popular. That is a, a FIFA thing. It, it won't matter if, if they clean, clean the whole thing up anyway. But don't be um, mistaken for thinking that all this corruption is just through the Asian and African areas because France voted for Qatar. Yeah. Right? For this World Cup. And additionally, if you go back through um, the previous the previous World Cup voting process, Spain and all of Europe voted for um, Germany to have the 2006 World Cup. And then everyone in exchange for basically de- getting... The way, the way I did it was that the whole of Europe voted for Germany and then the next year, the whole next one, the whole of Europe voted for South Africa and then the whole of Africa voted for Germany and then, yeah, you understand how the, how the yeah. cycle kind of works. They all I do just, it... I just can't imagine the German the being, being dirty. I mean, Germans just seem to run things so well. I can't imagine that being under the table sort of thing. To be honest... I'm not saying like it was, it was cash under the table, but there's certainly collusion. There's but no maybe it's... That. Yeah, maybe that's naivety on my part, but I thought a German thing would always be be clean. I guess. And my pers- sorry, you go. Sorry, my perspective of it is, I mean, the the um, the metaphor you could use is, I guess, the Tour de France in the sense that even the you know most innocent uh, or uh, trying to be the cleanest uh, races will know that in order to try and win, they're going to have to cheat because everyone else is cheating. And, yeah. you know... So if one does can't, one can't win. Exactly. Or even just in the sense that to make the playing field level, you have to collude and you have to cheat because of the fact that everyone else is doing it. And you'd have to get to a point where you basically wiped out all corruption, made it a transparent voting process, um, made it inc- as clean as you could to get back to that base level where there is no corruption, there is no collusion or bribery or whatever, so that there would be no need for a Germany or a France or whoever to go out and try and uh, win that way. If that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. So you'd need the equivalent of drug testing brought into the FIFA voting process, and I'd have no idea how you do that. That, that, that. Uh, yeah. Um, it's because it, it'd be very hard to prevent collusion. I think I don't know how you would um, you necessarily because you just buy another phone, like a prepaid phone bank. Yeah. Send messages on whatever. Everyone's got this account. Yeah. So I mean, it's but it's going to be very interesting what what's going to happen, particularly with blood off. Now, are they looking at bringing in an interim president before the election? Because I know there was some talk of uh, they were no. trying to see if they could bring in Prince Ali. Apparently, but is staying till between December and March when the election will be held. Okay. And he's going to try and reform FIFA and clean it up himself. <laughs> very nice of him. Apparently, his, uh, his, his invitation to the Champions League final got lost in the mail because he didn't make an appearance there. And I don't think oh. he'll be making many more public appearances for FIFA. He won't yeah, leave yeah. Switzerland. There's no way he's going to leave Switzerland again. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, what is it? There's, the law is that you can't be extradited if you're a Swiss citizen um, without, so neutral with, with, yeah. without your consent or something like that. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I can't see him. And apparently, the Qatar. Football Federation have told all of their voting committee yeah, not, to, not to set foot on American soil. Yeah, yeah. Which of course okay. is you know a huge proclamation for their innocence and in all. Guilt, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Admits guilt. Um, yes. But I mean, it's. I hope they all get caught, but I don't 
to see it actually happening. But, I mean, all we can do is wait, I guess, and, and see what happens. Uh, and we will. Um, but speaking of the Champions League final, um, what were your takes on the game? Did either of you watch the actual game itself? or catch I up? caught the replay last night. You go, Bo, yeah? Yes, I saw the game. A bit bleary-eyed, but... Um... Neymar was amazing in the first the first half an hour, and him and Iniesta set up that first goal beautifully for Rakitic. Um, I thought the refereeing of I mean some people I've seen disagree with me on this, but I thought the refereeing was pretty piss poor in the first half. I mean they just wouldn't let Juventus go anywhere near a, 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 a Barcelona player, and it almost resulted in Vidal getting sent off after about twenty minutes. For, for well, he was. I, I thought Vidal fouling. was quite rash. I thought Vidal was quite rash and lucky to be on. To be on. Who well, was the um? Who was the ref? Was it Trinier Chakir from Turkey? From Turkey, from okay. But um, yeah. So, but then, then after that, and Barca were just all over Juve, and I thought that you know this could be another blowout. Whitewash. Yeah, yeah. But then Juventus kind of came it came into the game and got that good goal from. Morata, I think it was Lichtensteiner went down, went down the right and played it to Marchisio, crossed it into Tevez, and Tevez um, feigned to hit it first time, and then let the ball run across his body with his back to goal, and and had that shot. And Ter Stegen, he's got to step up. He was bloody awful. He was awful in that game, um, and he just parried the rebound straight to Morata, who who finished it off, finished it off well. Um, and then it really could have gone either way from there, and Juve grabbed the ascendancy and um, the ball got played into, into Podra in the box and Alves picked him up and put him on his ass and for some reason the ref didn't, didn't give a, a penalty. I mean, even in the Premier League where they don't give penalties for you know holding people, that was a stone-dead penalty. And then from that next play, from that counter-attack, Barca scored their goal with the, with the I, Suarez tapping. I, I saw Barca played exceptionally well, but I think Juve... Juve had it. I thought it was quite an entertaining final. I mean, I mean, it wasn't a classic, but it was end to end for a, a lot of a lot of the portions of the game. And with some better finishing, Juve could have been back in it. But Barca are just they're they're unstoppable, really. If you look at their their, their forward line is as we all, oh, as we all know is ridiculous. But um, it's to, to to be able to stop Messi, Suarez, and Neymar. Stop to be able to stop one of them is is hard enough. Let alone trying to stop three. And you can, the way they move the ball around is absolutely ridiculous and that set up first goal the switch from Messi it was a t- the first touch from Alba to flick it to Neymar and then he played Iniesta through and then hit it on his and then played it through to um, Rakitic and then scored. it was, it was an absolutely mind-blowing play but at Barca you sort of expect that and they it's 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 nothing new really and the way they played for the entire game was was very it was scintillating at times but Juve did have their chances too I think absolutely they had plenty of chances and Tevez on another day could have scored a brace. There were a, a couple of counter-attacks where he was hitting them from the edge of the box and just spooned them over the bar. And yeah, can... and Marquise had a few. I think Vidal. So, I yeah. mean, Juve, Juve, I think Juve didn't embarrass themselves at all. I think that they can go out with their head held high. Unfortunate to see Pirlo not win, but that's football. There can only be one winner. But... He's off to Man City now. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> But uh, um, it was nice to see. On the other hand, it was nice to see Xavi go out with his twenty-fifth trophy of his career. Cheers! It's a- a- absolutely mental. But I mean, it's Barca were the best team in Europe, and I don't think anyone will deny that this season. And they th- thoroughly deserve winners. Where do you guys rate 
this Barca side in comparison to better than Gu- Guardiola's sides better? Yeah, yeah. They had, um, I think they've scored more, conceded less, and they might have amassed more points as well. Uh, for me, it's kind of hard to say because um, and I know injuries are you know a, a big part of the game, but they really didn't play a strong a full strength team in the Champions League in their last five or six games. But when at, they played... at the same time, you can only beat what's in front of you. Oh, I know that. That's, that's, yeah, that's what I said. Injuries are a big part you of the sound game. sound like Kaiser's but... chief. Might have to call you all KC now. There <laughs> is some merit. I mean, there's not like to the to the extent that he's saying. All right, but there is there is some oh. merit that Bayern's team was it was basically half of, half of their reserves, and um, Juve were missing their best central defender. Now, I mean, that doesn't take away from their accomplishment, but I find it hard to compare them to the O9 team, which I personally think was better. But look um, at even besides the Champions League, look at the way they performed in the league. Not that the Spanish league is a great measuring stick, but. I mean, for Suarez, Messi, and Neymar to score 120 whatever goals between them is ridiculous. Yes. And I don't, I don't think that happened at Barca last time. I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I assume it didn't. I mean, I either side really, they're, they're both two of the best sides ever. I think, yeah, I think their strengths might might have lie lay in different areas. I think obviously this season they, their forward line is easily the best in the world. Um, but perhaps back in 09, it was more their midfield and, and their passing yeah. game that really tore teams apart. And they didn't they didn't have those necessarily um, strikers at the top to, to amass those huge amounts of goals. But they spread it perhaps more evenly amongst the team. But if, you, if as you say, they're scoring more goals as a collective team uh, and now. And conceding less. Yeah. And that's still pretty impressive. Um, I think Type Club, in one of his rare, very rare uh, complimentary posts about Barcelona, said that for his age, Neymar's finishing is absolutely phenomenal, and and it's hard to disagree because he's what? How old is he? He's he's only about 20, 23. Twenty three. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's going to have an outstanding career ahead of him. Um, Probably following in Messi's footsteps in terms of staying at Barca. I mean, can we? You can't really see him moving on. I wouldn't to... see him leaving. leave no, unless unless he had a falling out, whatever. In City or Chelsea came in with a massive offer, but I think he'll stay at Barca. I don't, I don't think he's got much reason to leave. Really, he's at the best side in the world with the best player in the world, and along with Suarez, another top five player. So, so of he's course. Got... He's got no real reason to leave. And I think Suarez was great last night too, or the night before rather. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Well, who was it, Faith, saying congratulations to Liverpool for developing Suarez and Mascarano? Didn't even bother. Didn't even bother, but um, absolute crap. But just on a on a last point about the Spanish league, do you see the potential renegotiating of the TV rights in Spain mm-hmm. as as nah. affecting the league at all? Yes. Is but firm that in they're the renegotiating? Term. Sorry? I think it will affect affect the lead, but it won't. You won't be able to see the changes for probably another five to ten years. Do you think? So, <laughs> do you think that would affect the ability of Barca and Real to retain players, or their, no. their outside no, funding will still? They have the pulling power. It's, it's, I think it'll well, it'll significantly increase the ability of the lesser clubs to retain their players and bring in other players. Yeah, and might be a bit more competitive. Uh, so they maybe not be right at the top, but is, sort of yeah. Might well, be able to improve of the league defensively so that, you know, Real and Barca, whenever they pay anyone in the bottom six, they're not just knocking seven past them without yeah. breaking sweat. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And, and inflating goal-scoring figures. I mean, I said it yesterday on the, the, the MSN thread that while this great, could they pull those in England? 
It would be it would certainly be interesting to see, and it's really hard to know how they would go against you know a, a Leicester or a Crystal Palace or something. Whether Christ, whether they would absolutely flatten them or whether they'd keep it quite respectable. Kick, kick to death, yeah. <laughs> well, Stoke, I mean, yeah. It's not it's not that hard to work that, out. That's I, my point. I mean, if you look at um, Ronaldo, right? He probably let's just say stored about fifteen to twenty dollars less in England, so he's probably going at just before he left at about thirty. Thirty-five. Did he score forty-two all... in his last season overall? Oh yeah, that, that was an all. In all competitions, yeah. Yeah, so um, a, a bit less, and the difference is, is that you know, you see Neymar rolling around after being brushed by a defender last night. Imagine one of the bit. Imagine SM. Imagine Alex Bruce with a full-blooded <laughs> yes. challenge on Neymar. Why wouldn't get up for two weeks? There were, a, there were a couple of Hull fans suggesting that Juventus needed to import Alex Bruce to deal with Suarez. <laughs> Suarez, Suarez couldn't, couldn't score a goal against Alex Bruce in about three appearances, I think. Would just, it just got kicked to death by him. Wow. So, I mean, there's no doubt these players would still dominate, and we saw that with Suarez. Yes, he dominated, but then he goes to Spain and there's like his, yeah. you know, scores 15 more, more goals. It's not because he's markedly better than he was last year. It's because he's got in a better <laughs> side. Like, he's, he's in a better side. There's, there's a shitload more protection, and they reward gamesmanship over there a lot more. And that's not criticising Suarez because they're all of the Barcelona team and all of the bloody Spanish players are like that. Uh, yeah. Before I get Liverpool fans having a go at me. Danny Alves, absolutely detestable. Absolutely detestable human being in, in all fronts. Just, oh, Despicable. He does not come across likable one bit. He looks like a bloody goblin for a start. Could could have got a part in a Spider-Man movie playing the Green Goblin. <laughs> but um, he he just comes across as the most unlikable piece of dub. Dives around and then gets up in the referee's face when the same thing happens against him. It's just I've got no time for him, really. Yeah. Are you talking about Robert Perez or Drogba or? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I was talking about Rooney, Rooney actually. <laughs> Hopefully Alves comes to Man United just so he can troll you. Uh, oh, <laughs> well, but, well, on that topic, we might move on to um, transfer rumours. And, and, I mean, uh, I was going to ask you at the start, but I guess I'll ask you now, Cruyff. Um, word is that Arsenal aren't going to spend very much over the summer, I, I believe. Um, I haven't heard that, but, I mean, I, I, I don't really read that tape. Thing, but, oh, I don't know. Oh, but with v- what Vegas says, you don't really... He trolls the media a lot of the time, so I generally not. Be, it's best not to pay attention to what he says because go and do the exact opposite. But who was the I, defensive mid that you you were on the verge of signing? It was just waiting until the end of the Vidal. season. Vidal. Was it Vidal? Vidal. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, we met with his agent after the FA Cup final. So That's cute Liverpool of... fans crying about tapping out, but when they do it, it's okay. <laughs> uh, but moving on, uh, um, I. We're linked with Vidal. Apparently, Juventus will let him go for 28 and a half, but I don't know how true that is or if that will actually happen. But we're linked with Condogbia too, I think, from uh, Monaco. Yeah, but again, yeah. you just you don't know how, how true anything is really. Until it's on uh, Sky Sports or the BBC website, Yeah. then the, that's when you know it's it's legitimate. But, I mean, I, I'd, I'd like us to sign a, a, a... I'd love for us to get checked. Even though he's 30, 32 is young for a goalkeeper. And um, for us to sign him would be a big signal of intent. And particularly to get him off Chelsea for a reasonable price. And Mourinho actually let him leave would be huge. And I think we have Coquelin, who's who's good. And obviously showed that he can contain the big boys. So, 
I mean, another DM wouldn't go astray, and definitely another centre back and a forward or a right. We let Walcott go to Liverpool, whatever. We can have Sterling. Um, <laughs> and and um, I mean, it's like for me, I'd be signing Czech because I think Czech's not an unrealistic signing. I'd go Czech. Um, oh, it might have been Schneiderlin actually. SM apparently he wants yeah. to join oh, a Um So I'd ma- maybe Schneiderlin or Vidal, depending. But then who's going to play second fiddle? Uh, I'd go for a right winger and a centre forward. Yeah, you need more. De- you need more depth up top. I think. Yeah, I mean we have we have Giroud, but when he's off, he's really off, and he just his head his his head drops, and we we, we don't get anything out of him. So it's. It's, when he was we, injured, I, you had what Welbeck was your only striker, really. Yeah, I I, I like Welbeck, but he can't finish that well. <laughs> I, mean, he, I, I, I prefer Welbeck on the wing, to be honest. I, his work rate and speed is tremendous, and I think that really yeah. helps drag players out of the game. So that, I mean, that laugh from Boyan was just a you're stuck with him now, mate. Oh, no, 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 it's better I'm than Silvestra. Yeah. I'm not saying that, like you know, like I. This crap or, or anything. This is exactly the thing that United, United supporters have been saying for for years. Like he's a very likable player. He works his works his ass off, and um, he, he he runs all day. He's very fast, athletic. Unfortunately, I mean, if if he could finish, he'd be world class, but he can't. Yeah, and that's the problem. But I mean, I mean, it's it's I I do like I. But Theo as well showed that in the FA Cup final he can actually fluff chances and and score decent goals too. But I mean he had a hat trick in 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 the FA Cup final. So well, um, it's just, I, I personally I'd get rid of Walcott and cash in on him. But I mean we'll see what happens. Wal- Walcott must live for final days because I swear he scores the bulk of his goals on the final day of the season, whether it's for a new contract or what it is, I don't know. But he got a hat trick against West Brom, didn't he? Well, uh, yes. played on the fund. Yeah, West Brom, I think it was. Yeah, and he, I think he did it against Newcastle a year or two ago as well. So he just lives for the final day of the season, really. Um, yeah. So with you off- offloading him, where do you reckon he'd end up? What, Liverpool. Like a, Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Do they That's need more wingers though? Pardon? Do they need more wingers though? If they've got. If they're well, if, in Milner? If, if, if Sterling goes, yeah. I mean, which I, I think I think that's inevitable. Really, I can't I can't see him sticking around unless Rogers leaves. But um, I'd I'd say Liverpool. I don't. He's not good enough for Chelsea. I don't think United would want him. I no. can't see him excelling outside of England. So I guess Liverpool is the only really viable option that could afford him and his and his wages. I guess. But I mean, if he can continue like he did in the last two games of the season, I'd be all for keeping him. But he spends a lot of time on the on the physio on the physio bench, so I mean we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. But I'd I'd love another right winger and uh, and a goal scoring centre forward. And Boyan, <laughs> what about uh, what, what about United's targets? And, and keep in mind, we do have a time limit, so don't don't you don't mind not being able to list all of your targets. <laughs> that's alright. Um... That's alright. Well, um, a, a lot still depends on De Gea. I mean, he he still. Undecided, but I think he will leave. Do you think he's gone? Still... Yeah. I think well, he's I... gone. Good as gone, I, I reckon. He's. I can't see him dragging it out like this and not telling people either way, unless he's undecided. He's not not going to do that to United, given what United had kind of stuck with him through thick and thin, and people forget at the start of his career was uh, average. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I wouldn't be surprised if we just kept Valdez and then brought in a young keeper to take over. We've got the Portuguese under-21 keepers is in our twos. Joel Pereira, he looks pretty good. 
so I wouldn't be surprised if, if he just stitched with Valdez next year. Um, Valdez was very year. impressive, must say, on, in, on the final day, much to my, um, much to breaking my heart, but uh, made a couple of very impressive saves. So yeah, he, he, hasn't, he, hasn't Hull, lost, he hasn't lost anything. Yeah, shut up, bro. It was only, it was only against Hull. Yeah, yeah, shut up. <laughs> how, many, how many Champions League winners have you got at, uh, at Arsenal? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you got one, and we've got one as our bloody keeper. In fact, we've got plenty, but one of them's just our reserve Sanchez. keeper. Sanchez? Sanchez? That's actually contribute. Oh, did Sanchez, did Sanchez win it? Anyway, what anyway. Ah, you got wrecked. I got wrecked. This is supposed to be the United segment before we have to go. Yeah. So we got Valdez. So you got, you've got Valdez, yeah, yeah. So you yeah, just bring it up. I'll keep her. Um, bring in a young keeper or promote a youth keeper. Um, we need a fullback. Although I hope he's looking for a fullback to replace Valencia. I mean, Valencia's serviceable, but you know he's not. He's not a client. What do you think? Winner. I, well, supposedly Valhall doesn't rate clients just on nut. So I mean, there's there's no doubt you could get an equally as good uh, fullback um, outside of England for cheaper price than we're being quoted. On Klein, all this talk th- of fifteen million. Supposedly, we we bid um, we we bid in January twenty million, and they turned us down. So the idea, kind of like that whole Vidal rumor, is absolute rubbish, right? Because considering they turned down thirty plus after he did his knee last year from United for Vidal, there's no way they're accepting less than that after he's proven himself. Um, so I don't think we'll go for Klein. I don't I don't know who who the new right back is going to be. But it won't be Raphael. And I'm not sure what's to what he's going to do with, with Valencia there. I think uh, the real danger a lot of sides have is is trying to plunder Southampton again, and they need to have learnt their lesson from Liverpool last season, and to a lesser extent uh, United with Shaw, I suppose. But you know the the fees that will be required to prize players away from Southampton are just not worth the output you're going to necessarily get when there are a lot of cheaper alternatives available on the continent. Um, and I you think look using at, Liverpool is a poor example. Well, sure, but you just you look at you look at. Uh, I'm of the opinion that Southampton, uh, their defensive unit, is sort of better than the sum of its parts. And so you take out your Lovren and you take out your uh, Shaw and Chambers and whoever, and they've brought in other defenders and their defense has continued to be just as strong and they conceded, you know, however the way they're set up and tactical I think, which, which I think influences a lot, uh, the way that people perceive their defenders as individuals, which isn't necessarily translated when those individuals then move on to different clubs, like we've seen with Lovren Lovren and stuff. Lovren looked a world beater at Southampton. I think Lovren as well (laughs) suffered it, the way they play with the the high light. Do they play a high one? I think they do. But he just definitely caught out numerous times. Liverpool defence really didn't have a shield for a lot of the season yeah. uh, in, in midfield. So I think that definitely impacted. But I think, the, uh, yeah, but I think there is a danger but, that, that because of the way Southampton plays, it sort of maybe uh, makes their yeah. defenders as individuals look a lot better than they necessarily are. So I think I that, think yeah, that maybe if you're a good coach, definitely. then that makes a big difference. And if you're Brendan Rodgers, then that's quite a tough defence. Yeah. Um, given that he got rid of their best centre half, Daniel Adair, and replaced him with that potato Lovren. Let's just not read into too much about this. Um, so, yeah, so outside of. So I think goalkeeper will be Valdez, new right back, wherever that'll be. Um, midfield will bring in a holding midfielder to transition Carrick out the team. Looks likely, I think United have won, well, seem to have won the battle to get Gundogan. It's largely. I read he was going to buy it. 
I was conf- that was certain he was going to buy it. Yeah, and then <laughs> Ed Woodward gave him a briefcase of cash, and now he's going to United, apparently. <laughs> so, I mean, well, the, 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 that is what the Premier League is now. It's like, well, yeah, you can go to these these other teams, but we've got more money, so come here. Yeah. And invariably, yeah. I say, yeah, that's good. So, I think the signing of... Sorry, you go. So, um, Goodwood and coming in will, will, will be great. Um if he can, and we've already locked up the pie, and I think we'll bring in a centre forward. A centre it's forward, or not? Start if it comes in. And though he goes in pre-season, he didn't start Herrera for the first six months of the or the first half of the season. That's true. So it depends, depends, depends how he plays. And there's rumours about. But would would you would you, would you start him first eleven on on paper? Yeah, absolutely. In place of who? In place of Carrick. Carrick finished. He's not finished, but he needs to bloody get on the part for more than. 10 games a season if we're going to be relying on him. Okay. I mean, that, you, yeah, that, we're going to be that, playing in more competitions next season, so we're going to need, there's a greater need to rotate players. So we had No, like you, guys won't, you guys won't qualify for the Champions League <laughs> after that third-round game against, against um, some boys or something. East, East Hungarian side. Do you, yeah, so do you think got, he'll move uh, on Van Persie? They should. Well, I think... I think he's gone. Yeah, I mean, the only way the only way we keep him is to really, and this doesn't sound like the kind of thing Van Hart would do, is because he gets on very well with um, Depay. But Blind's already there, and Van Hart's Dutch, so I don't see it's a big problem problem there. So I wouldn't be surprised if he if he's gone most likely on, to Italy. He's on two fifty k a week. Surely you get rid of him. That clears up your wage a huge amount. You need someone to take it, but yes. Yes, it does. Well, that's massive. I'm sure that would still be takers in you know Italy or somewhere like that for for yeah. Van Persie. I think Italy would, would suit him. I mean, it's it's a, it's a slower league. He's lost his speed, obviously. But I mean, I th- I think he'd do all right in Italy. He might just need a like a decent run without injury, which I know like Cruyff, you've seen him play for ten years at your club and only have one season without injury, and, and then and he dominated. Oh, about a year and a half, he absolutely dominated. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. smashed it. But I mean, he's older now too since then, so his his body's not getting any younger. And I think if a, an offer of maybe ten million comes in, I'd say get rid of him. He's thirty two, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is, is thirty two. For um, that prop, anything around ten, you you bite their hand off. Yeah, yeah. So I think we'll, we'll bring in that in that striker. Um, because we're not going to have a need for a huge amount of strikers, so I think we'll go with Rooney, one other, one new striker, and. Um, James Wilson, so then you play the four three three. You've got uh Depay will be one of them. And you've got Matta and Di Maria and Janice if he doesn't do add on line. Plus plus um, Pereira can play there and he'll play through the midfield as well next season from the twos. So yeah, it's I mean it's so hard to say with Van Hal. I'm I'm not sure whether he goes and spends the huge amounts of money that we saw kind of last season, or whether he does, you know, stuff this on the man who had Ajax and bought through a team with an average age of 19 to win a Champions League final. You know, he might just say, well, the reserves that, a, and I, I hope that's, that's what a he crazy does. Side. That was a, a crazy side. I know. It was so bizarre. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, we, sorry, Crow. I was just going to say the signing of Milner for Liverpool is huge. I think that's a great signing. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, pretty good for, for Liverpool. Um, definitely, well, and it shows, shows a signal of intent. Is it for four years though? Was that? I mean, Mumba was saying that that was sort of what he was asking for at City. So um, certainly, if it was four years, I think that's a bit questionable. Yeah, because of his for age. the salary that was rumoured, 
So, yeah. But other I than mean, that, no, he'll he'll be he'll be a good pickup for them for next season. Absolutely. Yeah, I, de- definitely. I, I mean, I, I would have liked us to sign him, but I mean, it's we're in a better position than Liverpool anyway, so this one yeah. matter. But um, it's, it's a perfect uh, I mean, time. He's a perfect signing for a Europa League team. <laughs> anyway, boys, uh, we might we might start to wrap it up there. So um, I might get from each of you your your favourite and your least favourite game for the season, just as a bit more of a reflective. Um, so I'll start with Cruyff. Uh, what was your favourite Arsenal performance and least favourite Arsenal performance? I'd say the the FA Cup win. Obviously, we won a trophy out of it. Least favourite, probably against Monaco. Oh yeah, the, the the abysmal performance, well, if you can even call it that, we we put in or didn't put in um, in in the, the the first leg of the Champions League tie. But that's what I can remember straight from the top of my head. There was probably some very poor ones in the league too, but they're, they're the two that, that definitely stand out for me. Bayern uh, least favourite was the first the game of the season. Oh, okay. No, no. Not- First game of the season against Swansea because we played them first game of the season under Moyes a previous year and got beaten at home for the first time in ages. And the same bloody thing happened and we'd had this massive pre-season just dominating everyone. And then, yeah, just a, a complete five, camp. Honest question, the 5-3? Oh, well, the 5-3, I was actually kind of, I was kind of laughing, to be honest. <laughs> just like at, at, at how bad we were defensively and that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, we, we, we still had three pretty sweet goals. I mean, Di Maria's goal was fantastic. But um, yeah, that, that and because it was, I mean, no offence, but a lower team, I was kind of happy to let them have their moment in the sun. Their, their fans were obviously delighted about it. But my favourite game, 2-1 at Anfield, one matter <laughs> gets in. <laughs> Uh, how about you? How about you, SM? Look, I'm, I'm trying to think of it. Probably my my favourite win was probably um, as dour as the actual game was the win over Liverpool. In the sense that it, it the context of that game, it it, it almost and I say almost uh, secured us staying up because of the way that we were we we'd won two games in a row and and Sunderland was struggling. So coming you know after the final whistle blew, we were singing you know we are staying up. Because we were so sure after that, so I mean, at the time, that pure emotion, I'd say that's probably my favourite win. Um, least favourite. Oh, look, I mean, there's so many games that I could pick from uh, as least favourites. I mean, we we never got thrashed this season, so there's no sort of obvious standout where we got thrashed by one of the bigger sides. Um, so I don't know, maybe the maybe the loss to Spurs because we were up one nil and and the red card changed everything and we was that the up. second last game no 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 this was earlier in the season um we were one nil up at half time or something and then um Ericsson scored or Kane scored and then Ericsson scored the winner right at the end I think ja- ja- Jamie winner yeah yeah exactly um could, so that was probably that was probably my least favorite but there's probably other ones that have that have I've buried yeah. in my subconscious now that I've tried to forget <laughs> about um <laughs> But yeah, so thank you very much for coming on, boys. Uh, and Thanks thank for you... having us. No worries, and thank you so much for the for the entire season. Thank um... you, uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> I should I should give a shout out to um, Cookson and, and Type Club and and World Cup 2022 and, and all of the others and, and Hatchie and Jats and, and Red Alert and NUFC and everyone who's made an appearance this season because there's been too many to uh, to list now, but. It has been great to see such a response to the idea of having a podcast on the Association Football Board, and we'll certainly be back next season. Kudos to you for for, for organising it and, and doing it each week and getting everyone together and, and, and making it the event that it is. Oh, well, thank well, you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, as I was chatting to Boyan before this podcast, I'll probably introduce a um, championship corner next next season <laughs> to give a little give a little update on the championship. You, you can talk to Dirty Bird. Yeah, well, I'll, we'll, we'll try and get we'll try and get Red Alert yeah. on, and we'll try and get some of those guys on, and have a bit of a you know five minute segment or something like that on the championship update as as Hull you know continues their unbeaten winning run throughout the entire season <laughs> <laughs> on their march back to the Premier League. Um, but anyway, th- so thanks very much, boys, uh, and thank you everyone for listening each week. I hope you've uh, enjoyed the podcast this season, and until next season, we'll see you on the forums. Say, don't you know? you say you don't know. I-